Welcome to the Creative Genius Podcast with Nicolette Wilson-Clark. Riverside Today for Southwest London on Riverside Radio. Hello and welcome. This is Nicolette. This is the Creative Genius Show. It's such a pleasure to be here again. How is everybody? It's very hot today. Well, okay, I'm hearing 28 degrees in London. Oh, yes. So in the studio, I have to say it's very warm in here as well because it's getting busier now. So other bodies are coming in prior to my show and after my show. So I've got all their lovely heat. Welcome to the Creative Genius Show. This is the local radio show that supports the creative in learning who they are so that they can very courageously manage their emotional well-being and tap into their genius. And I am Nicolette and I will be guiding you today. Now on today's show, I'm offering tools and tips to support you as you exit COVID-19 and how you can create some kind of purpose and meaning during it. Well, I mean, it's not quite over yet, is it? But the time we took to adjust is a time we took to adjust going in is actually going, I reckon, to be just as challenging coming out. So uh, how are you going to be on that level? So I wanted to just share some thoughts and some tips about how to positively manage it emotionally. So here's something that I've noticed. I've noticed a particular thing these past few months about creatives as they respond so differently to the pandemic. Uh, We're all experiencing it together. We're all experiencing the same thing. But it's interesting that our emotional responses to it are actually quite different. (laughs) I've noticed that the impact that they're having is determined by whether they are an introvert or an extrovert at heart. Now, an introvert is someone who generally tends to turn inwards with their thinking, their feelings and their moods rather than looking for outside stimulation. You know, introverts tend to need recharging after social interactions. And extroverts gain energy from engaging in social interaction and they love sharing and talking and being with others. But there is this misconception that they're in opposition, that actually they're at one end or the other, that you can either be only an introvert or you can only be an extrovert. And that isn't the case because it's a sliding scale. You can be more leaning towards one than you can for the other. And, you know, For introverts, the pandemic may well have been something that you as an introvert have trained yourself for, for your whole lives, because being away from others, getting on with things uh, as an individual, or maybe with just one other, you know, for you, lockdown has probably been quite enjoyable. And when you hear others talk about feelings of anxiety, feelings of uncertainty, a loss of control, you might well feel somewhat inadequate. And why would you feel inadequate? Mainly because of the dissonance caused. You know, inside you feel fine. You feel accepting of what's going on because this is your usual state and way of being. However, out in the world where others exist, they actually feel a lot of despair but you're not feeling that. And so should you be feeling the same way too because you're all in the same boat? And what does that bring up for you when you think about that? 
yeah, often it brings up that feeling of being inadequate and that in itself could be a crisis for some creatives. So I want you to know gorgeous creatives who are introverts on the sliding scale, whether you are more veering towards the extrovert side or you are very shy and quiet and withdrawn on the other side, neither is good or bad, it's just where you're at. But I'd love you to know that your feelings are very unique uh, to you alone, as all of ours are, and that just as they're just as valid as anybody else's. So just because you think differently to someone else doesn't invalidate your feelings, okay? It's just as important. Even if you're a minority, it's just as important. So for extroverts, on the other hand, lockdown has been an absolute catastrophe, an absolute catastrophe. You know, you enjoy large gatherings, you enjoy socializing, you enjoy being outside, you enjoy participating, you enjoy doing hobbies that include other people. And this is a complete disaster to you um, because you may feel like you've majorly lost your freedom amongst other things. And any loss of freedom will bring up feelings of grief, which have five stages. You know, your grief is denial, it's anger, it's bargaining, it's depression. And finally, it's accepting. So if this is your crisis where you feel like you're losing or have lost something and you're going through those levels of grief, I want you to really know that this too shall pass, you know, as if it's, I know it's as real as it feels. I, I, I get that, that experience of, oh my gosh, this is so much. It feels so real, but it's temporary and each day is new. And so my offering is, and this too shall pass. I want you to think about focusing on what you can control, you know, bring awareness to opportunities for learning and for newness, and also give yourself time to adjust to this new normal that we've got right now. And the one thing we do know that we've got as a sense of certainty is time. You know, and with this in mind, I'd like to offer you some quick suggestions to support your mental health if you're having a challenging time right now. And I would really love it if by implementing this, you felt so much more worthy, so much more useful with a bit of purpose and no longer without that purpose. So we're gonna do that right after this short break. You're listening to The Creative Genius Show with Nicolette Wilson-Clark. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Nicolette on Riverside Radio, the creative genius show. Yes, hello. So we're back, we're talking about how can you create purpose and meaning today? How can you, during this time, really not feel like you're just a little bit useless and all of your wonderful joys as a creative are just kind of sitting somewhere gathering dust. So I've got a few tips and tools that I would love to be able to offer you that you can implement as and when. And as you do that, just a sense of being more worthy and more useful in your life. Now, the first thing I'd like to offer you is that you consider about you consider about um, ref self-reflection because self-reflection is, is really important. You know, if you're not already, use the time to navel gaze and to get to know you that little bit more. You can journal, you can write poetry, you can read 
to explore more and to explore more about how you can do this. And also you can use music as uh, and dance as a wonderful gateway to really sort of help you enter into this self-reflection process. Um, perhaps you could reframe self-reflection as me time, you know, and focus on the here and now uh, rather than the past or the future. So self-reflection is really, really important. Uh, the second one is to take back control. Now, can you put in place really healthy practices on a daily basis that remind you of your strengths? They honor your weaknesses and they elicit feelings of gratitude, like meditation, like mindfulness, like writing, like singing alone in your own time and space, like playing an instrument or even just like cooking. You know, those things that help you to gather some certainty during the uncertain times and take back a, a moment, even if it's just that moment that builds up and builds up in a cruise to give you this whole sense of taking back control. And then I want you to think about connection. Now, how are you connecting? You know, quite simply, can you reach out? Can you reach out to family and friends and to all those in between? Maybe those people you haven't spoken to in absolutely ages who really could do your, your contact. So how can you really just sort of get back connected with them? Uh, connection is one of our human needs. So it's really important for us to connect somehow with others. Number four here is self-development. You know, you want to get some certainty and some control back, don't you? I mean, how much do you want to do that? Yeah, you really want it. Then self-develop. You know, take control of the situation by just taking a course and, you know, find a course that really, really works for you. And once you've found that course that helps you to self-develop, whether it's personal development, you know, they've got this CPD thing in, in England, which is a continued professional development way of supporting yourself and ensuring that you stay with your own qualification knowledge. Or it might be that you just want to take up Japanese or you want to learn how to. The biggest thing I know that a lot of people have been doing during lockdown is making sourdough bread. So you might want to learn that. There's been so many courses on that. And you can take a course that will somehow I'll just remind you how amazing you are and whether it's creative or whether it's academic and you know there are so many courses out there now that are as little as 10 pounds or they're even just free so this is actually the perfect time to self-develop so do that and then number five is to stay and get physical you know stay or get physical um, just to be clearer with that yeah, you might already be getting physical so that's what I mean by stay or get physical as in you know I don't do a single thing I should really the Department of Health they recommend that we should do on average three hours of exercise a week you know that's about 30 minutes a day and research, there's loads of research that shows the benefits of exercise on the mind as well as the body for mental health conditions like anxiety, like depression. So how can you incorporate something like a walk or two or three in a week um, or something else? We're at the point now where in about a week's time, we're coming back with gyms. So is it a matter of you joining a gym and taking up the opportunities that they're bound to have in place to get you back in with social distancing and with mindful ways of being there, but to really utilize the opportunity? 
Okay. Now, uh, the last one here about how can you really serve your mental health during this time as we exit, transition out of lockdown and come into this new norm is, you know, really just be self-kind, be kind to yourself. And I had a post about this last week um, on my website, thecreativegenius.co.uk, but also last week's show was about it. So you can catch the podcast on thecreativegenius.co.uk as well. Um, you know, as we've evolved, we no longer need to respond to negative thoughts in the same life preserving way that we used to. And we can now challenge them. So when we get negative thoughts, I want you to ask yourself about the truth of the situation. What really is happening here? What really is going on here? And be kind to you, you know, with some self-compassion over whatever it is that you're experiencing. And wherever you are on the scale of introvert, extrovert, can you take from those suggestions that which will serve you and give yourself permission just to let go of the rest? You know, just let go of the rest. Yeah. So let's take a little break here. Why not check out the Creative Genius website, thecreativegenius.co.uk and see how it can serve you on your creative journey. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Nicolette on the Creative Genius Show on Riverside Radio. And we're talking all about creating purpose. We're talking about creating some kind of meaning in your life throughout uh your version of lockdown because we're coming at the other side now for some of us lots for some of us not so much uh, because some of us are shielding some of us might be with people who are shielding and some of us actually might be able to just go out and play so wherever you are I was talking about introverts and extroverts before the break and I was just sharing that you know wherever you are on the scale of being an introvert or an extrovert take from the suggestions that I offered, uh, from these from those suggestions that I offered before actually that serves you, take what you can and give yourself absolute permission to let go. Really, really allow yourself to know that it's okay to be self-kind, to stay and get physical, to self-develop, to connect, to take back control and to self-reflect and Giving yourself permission to do that actually takes away any guilt or any angst about it. Now, I want to talk about coping with uncertainty in this part of the show. You know, let's talk about how we can cope with it. And I've got some tools and tips and just some thoughts that I would love to support you with. Now, the first one is that this new norm, as it's called, can really create a a major sense of uncertainty for many of us because we're just not familiar with it. And, you know, one thing we are certain of is that it will be uncertain, it will be risky, and it will continually change. And this can be very distressing to those who may already feel on the edge of managing their mental health. You know, you want to avoid getting caught up in what ifs by focusing on what you do know, what you have learnt, and also what you've achieved over this period, you know, really thinking about the here and the now and staying away from the past and staying away from the future as a main focus. You also, as a suggestion, might want to consider avoiding habits that won't serve any anxieties or fears that are coming up. You know, things like smoking, things like overeating, drugs or excessive drinking. And consider whether the values that you held in March when all of this began and we suddenly became like, oh my gosh, we're all one, we're all indoors, we all can't move, we all, we all, we all, 
we're all the same now. Is there a possibility for positive change? Where were you in March and where are you now? What has happened along that way? And how can you reframe anything that doesn't feel positive and just put it, flip it on its back and find a perspective of what you've learned throughout this period? Because there's bound to be something there. Can you manage your consumption of the media? You know, and only educate yourself from reliable sources. And due to the uncertainty and the constantly changing information that we get, you can get really overwhelmed and that can cause anxious feelings. So how can you move away from this? You know, can you focus on the present moment, as I was saying previously, as often as you can? Because it will really ground you and it will prevent your mind from spiraling down that rabbit hole of what ifs. There's something very special about talking to people and communicating, isn't there? And so an offering of talking to people that you really trust, people that you know you can be yourself with and can show up as you are uh, with and focus on what you know rather than what you don't know. Because what we don't know is what gives us the uncertainty. So even though we know the uncertainty is there, we're not ignoring it, but to make ourselves feel good about how we're managing it and to give us that motivation and inspiration to manage it, we focus on the positive and the here and now and what can serve us. So here's some tips to support your mental health. Take things at your own pace, okay? Avoid comparing yourself with others. You are unique. Remember I was saying that earlier, your thoughts are just as valid as anybody else's. Challenge yourself to do something new and different as often as you can, because the more you step into newness, the less the body will respond to newness because it's no longer new. And as soon as we step into a sense of newness, the brain will get red alert because it wants to protect you because it's not familiar with it. So see how you can really step into some new spaces, some new activities, some new ways of thinking, some new listenings and so on. Celebrate the small and the big wins by recording them however you want, whether it's in, I think last week I was telling you about a wonderful gratitude jar. There are other ways you can write a journal, you can put it in poetry, you can just write it down and put it somewhere else other than a gratitude jar. You know, find a way to record your small and your big wins. And if you go outside quite a lot now because there's a reason that you need to do that, maybe you're caring for someone and need to visit them and they're no longer shielding and so on, or you just need to do shopping for someone or yourself, it might be quite overwhelming for you to step back into this new space of loads of people. Um, I appreciate that we are to be doing things in small numbers and keeping social distancing, but it's more than what might have been in your home. So it might feel quite overwhelming outside. So can you get some headphones? Can you put those on with your favorite podcast, your favorite music or just favorite birds tweeting just to bring you back to a centered space of safety for you? Remember that when you do an action that you haven't done in a while, it is going to feel unusual. It's going to feel somewhat scary and it's going to be very nerve wracking. So can you be kind to you during those new times? And the more you expose yourself, as I was suggesting before, to these new experiences, the more tolerant you're going to become to them. Thus, you're going to reduce their fair fears. And that's what we want, isn't it? There's nothing wrong with being afraid, not at all. But when it comes up, we want to know how to manage it and manage it positively so that our behaviours represent a positive way of looking at the experience or situation. You can share your feelings, your fears, 
your anxieties, your frustrations, your anger with a trusted other without holding on to them afterwards, huh? So we're not designed to hold on to those types of emotions. They are instant emotions that should be released once the experience is gone. But unfortunately, as humans, we hold on to them and that can cause us psychological and physical concerns and illnesses. So release them from the body through talk, which is a wonderful way, but through activity is another way as well through the body. Control only what can be controlled, okay? So if you can't control something that's going on outside or another person, don't think about it. You know, be aware of it, of course, but control how you respond to it. You know, manage and plan for those things that you can control and create an action plan so that you can reduce anxiety and fears. The brain loves, especially the front part of the brain, it loves planning and scheduling and that sort of approach to life. So really put that into use. Now, create variety in your daily activities. So if you're doing stuff, see how you can do it just a little bit different on a few days of the week. And if something does unnerve you, you know, while you're out and about in this new world, this new norm, um, if it does unnerve you, then know that you can step away. Yeah, you don't have to put up or tolerate anything. And you can try something else. You can go, go a different way or uh, converse in a different manner or stand next to someone differently, but with social distancing, you know, that sort of thing. Now, can you choose wisely what you read and what you watch and what you listen to? Because we are what we eat, what we think, what we see, all that stuff. So really allow the positive things to filter into your body and your mind so that they can support the thoughts and don't trigger things for you. During this whole process, acceptance is extremely important. You know, as we ride this wave, acceptance and so I mentioned this earlier but there is a chance that exiting lockdown will be as challenging as entering it and just as it took us time to find ways of coping during lockdown we should also expect that it will take time to find our way back and to reconnect with life so can we not forget that we are all unique and that we will experience it in different ways the beauty of being human is that we're made up of very different individual experiences that differentiate us from each other. And this uniqueness that I'm talking about means that what you experience and react to will be different to my experiences and reactions. And that sounds quite obvious, doesn't it? But when you're in the moment, sometimes we can forget that. You can forget that. So with an appreciation of this, let's not judge our own behaviours in relation to someone else's yeah and what's certain right now is that we're all living with uncertainty and we're all living with challenges at different stages of this exiting of lockdown and we can only use the inner and outer resources that we've presently got to get through it let's do that together and not create disparity and comparisons now if you're staying at home, how can you manage staying at home? What are some great things that you could do? Maybe you're doing some of these already, but I'd still like to throw them into the mix just in case you're not. Now create a day plan. So regular routines support your identity, your self-confidence and purpose. And you know, start around the same time each day. Schedule breaks. Make time for movement. Make time for relaxation. 
make time for connections and also for reflection and really allow that to support you as you move through each day so that each day turns into day two, day three, day four, now it's a week and so on. But it's a graceful process that you're managing and you feel in control of. Movement, movement increases energy levels, it reduces stresses, it promotes alertness and it improves your sleep. So if you are having challenges getting to sleep at the moment through any kind of anxieties or fears, how about you get moving? There's lots of different ways to discover moving online. So get that curiosity part of your brain engaged and just get out there and start being curious. Another way that you can support your managing at home is relaxation. You know, it really lightens negative feelings and improves mental health. And mindfulness, meditation, breathing exercises, they're all such excellent ways to achieve this. I mean, it's easy to forget what feeling relaxed is like, isn't it? So how about you tense and release your muscles? This is a wonderful exercise to do, which will help you gauge when you're feeling tense because you have the comparison of relaxation. Connection stay connected in a way that suits you, whether it's like voice notes or video calls or good old phone calls, or maybe for some it's even writing. I mean, gosh, who writes a letter these days? Uh, Maybe an email, but yeah, not through post. So that could be your way as well, real old school. I talked earlier on about reflection, and I think that's a lovely thing to do if you're staying at home, you know, making time for quiet time every day so that you can reflect on what's been happening Consider what you're grateful for, your large and small successes that I mentioned earlier. And this reflection time can be quite challenging for those who experience severe depression. So can you be self-kind to yourself? Because being in one space at one time for someone like yourself is going to bring everything in one go. And it can be quite challenging. So the thing to remember here, if that's you and you're really dealing with overwhelming stuff and wanting to sort out what's going on in your mind but when you approach mindfulness or a form of meditation it becomes a bit too much then think about acceptance as being the thing that will assist you to get through it when you accept how you are where you are in life what you're experiencing in your body and in your mind you're not judging yourself it is just what it is and that will support you to move through the process Of course, if you know that you could use a bit more support, like from a professional, then please do reach out. You know, there are some wonderful online resources out there. If you are a creative, then Arts Minds is a wonderful platform. Artsminds.com, I think it is, or .org. But just put in Arts Minds and you'll find it. They support creatives with their mental and emotional well-being and health. Or you can do Samaritans, or you can do Campaign Against Living Miserably, which is calm. You can look all of those up and they are very accessible. A lot of them are 24 hours or just online resources. Sleep. When you feel anxious, you tend to lose sleep. And, you know, some tips here for improving your sleep itself is to create a sleep hygiene routine of going to bed and rising at about the same time. Give or take 30 minutes either side. And, you know, if possible, include that regime at the weekends. And this is going to help your body clock to regulate by opening windows to let in natural sunlight. That's, you know, that's a really lovely way to 
remind your body regulation that, oh, it's daytime, oh, it's nighttime, draw the curtains, dim the lights. But if it's daytime, do open those curtains and just let the daylight in. It will really help your body to to self-regulate. Also, when you go to bed, turn off gadgets and digitals about a minimum of an hour before you retire for for bed. And that's really going to help you. So that's it for today. Um, I am so pleased that you've joined me and I'm going to add just a couple more things. It's going to squeeze in a couple more things before we go. This thing about creating purpose and meaning during uncertain times, you know, how do you create purpose and meaning during uncertain times? Well, rather than see the emotion of uncertainty as being about fear, about doubt and worry, what if you flipped it and saw it as a newness of feelings, a newness of thoughts and beliefs and strategies, you know, an opportunity to create some change and to seek some certainty. And we actually need both certainty and uncertainty to gain life fulfillment and with uncertainty we can often feel paralyzed um, but also a little liberated and certainty draws us closer towards powerful living so how can you balance the two really by ensuring that if you want to handle your uncertain times you focus on your progress the small steps of achievement lead to wonderful, exhilarating, inspiring, motivating feelings like you have some purpose, like you have some meaning, like you are useful. So here's five quick steps to dealing with uncertainty. Number one is to create a vision. Yep, you're in uncertain times now, but what does your ideal future look like? And whatever you come up with, it has to excite you. It can't be something dull and you know boring. So it's not about you dragging yourself to the gates of that vision. It's about you dr- being driven there. Whether it's a relationship hiccup, a, a lost gig, a property gazump, a relocation halted. You want to think of that vision. That's what you want to achieve. You want to get your relationship back on track or you want to end it. You want to get that gig back. You want to see how you can get a property. You want to relocate with success. All these different things wallow in that and get started on painting your picture and see how it makes you feel. Number two is to create a plan. And with this driven start of having your vision, declare to yourself that you're going to take control of the situation and your emotional responses. So write it somewhere. And just like you input a postcode into the sat nav to guide you to your destination, you know, let this action do the same. Tell yourself that you'll find a way to create this vision if you really want it, that is. And even if it doesn't pan out the way that you've planned, you know that you've created something certain. You've committed to something certain along the way with your vision. Number three is what's your why? During uncertain times, you know, it's essential to keep your reasons for wanting and doing this vision at the forefront. Well, we talked earlier about focusing on progress during uncertain times. So if you have no why during challenging times, your progress will falter because the emotional excitement will wane. So understanding your why and cementing your purpose in place will propel you to keep going. So important. And they will give you a sense of certainty. Now, whenever you feel stuck with feelings of uncertainty, just remember your reasons first and let the answers follow. You know, write them down somewhere visible, write them in first person, in the tense of first person, I, and write it as though you are presently living it. So for example, I am working for X person, hired for X months at X pay. 
and I'm doing this to save for relocation by the sea. When I'm by the sea, my passion for life increases and so does my creativity. You know, that's your why and you keep coming back to that all the time. And you want to revisit this on a daily basis and as regularly as possible so that it will pour water on the fiery negative thoughts that will come up. And then you can just get your natural sat-nav to work. You know, we've got something in our brain called RAS, Reticular Activating System, and it determines what you notice in the world. So you decide that you want to buy a red Porsche, for example, aim high, and you suddenly start noticing red Porsches all around you. You ever had that? Not necessarily for a red Porsche, but yeah. When you set an intention, become majorly clear on it, okay? And generate a strong why and it will trigger your RAS, your reticular activating system. Your acuteness to what you want is heightened in the brain and serendipities, things that just happen incidentally, but they're not, start to happen. It's very powerful. It's very real. So incorporate your vision focusing into your daily practices to keep your RAS sharp and alive. That visioning is so important. And then let's talk about standards need to rise. If you're doing all of this somewhere along your lifeline, you decided that you could or couldn't do certain things for whatever reason. I want you to take some time to notice that when this happened for particular limiting beliefs, so I want you to think about when this happened, you created particular limiting beliefs and those limited beliefs have been holding you back if that is you. So notice how the life you're presently living fully represents what you actually believe that you deserve. Oh yes. And so whatever you think, you become. So why not choose to think the things you actually want so that you can become them? Repetitious action, you know, it will teach the brain to make this its norm. And then just finally here, we have rituals. If you want to demolish uncertainty, then you must have positive rituals in place. Rituals are small actions we take daily that over time build dynamic momentum and they reveal the intended path. And it could be an exercise practice or a set breakfast experience or chatting to a friend daily or helping a week a neighbor weekly. By putting these rituals in place, you remind yourself about your own contribution to the world and thus you build your self-worthiness. And this is going to assist you in taking one step at a time towards your vision for change. Now, it's really important that you remember that during challenging and uncertain times, we have the choice to either go into our shell by shutting down or confronting it by taking action. So stepping up to uncertainty isn't easy. We know that. But it's very important with the right tools and unwavering support that you get that ritual in place. So create your vision in your mind. Make it compelling. Breathe it. Fear in your body. Extend love to others, be curious and playful about what you're creating and perform daily tasks that teach you, they teach you of your self-worthiness. Remember that uncertainty doesn't have to define you. In fact, you can define it. You can decide what it means to you and to your world. So by implementing the aforementioned guide, the stuff that I've just shared today, you can powerfully, you can powerfully shift from fear and anxiety to excitement and joy. I really hope you've enjoyed today. Thank you so much for joining me. Do visit thecreativegenius.co.uk for blogs, announcements and past shows. Subscribe and get latest updates. And you can catch me at The Creative Genius Show on Instagram. Until next week, my beautiful creatives, keep creating. You've been listening to The Creative Genius Show with Nicolette Wilson-Clark. Thank you so much for listening.